Hello and welcome back to another episode of Fran Babble, the podcast of positive ramblings with me, Franny. This episode is another Fran Babble with friends, which I'm so excited to share with you. And this week's episode is with my wonderful friend, Georgia Platt. Me and Georgia have been friends since we literally went to nursery together, as I mentioned in the episode, um, since we were about three or four years old. Um, and we've been wonderful friends since then. Um, in this episode, me and Georgia talk about her experience as being female in a male-dominated dom- industry of STEM. She does astrophysics, which is super exciting, and I've always been so proud of Georgia and everything she's gone on to achieve. But yeah, so this episode's really interesting. It, it's so nice sometimes to talk to people who aren't in the sort of musical theatre industry. Although, saying that, there there is a part of the episode where we talk about Georgia's um like piano playing she she's a pianist and she's fantastic as at that as well as all of her sciencey stuff <laughs> um but yeah so it was a lovely conversation I always love chatting to Georgia we love catching up every now and then and I hope you enjoy it and I won't say too much because I feel like I keep spoiling everything in these little introductions <laughs> um so yeah I'll just leave it to the recording which is me and Georgia Platt Hello, Georgia. Hi, how are you? I'm good, how are you? I'm not doing too bad, no. Good. Welcome to Fran Babble with Friends. Thank you, thank you for having me. No, I'm so excited. So excited, yeah. Yes, so for the people who are listening, um, me and Georgia, I say this with everybody now, go way back, Um, we went to nursery together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. That's a long time ago. So it's going on 18 years now. Wow. 18, 19. 18 years. Math I can't do. That is the age of a small adult. <laughs> um, yeah, so we've been friends for 18 years. God, that is proper weird, yeah. isn't it? No. I've known all the, all the shepherds. Exactly. You've known all the plats. Yeah. It's kind of... Family affairs. Yeah, exactly. And we live very close to each other, so that helps. Yeah, absolutely. Just Best down the road. And we're the sort of type of friends who don't see each other for ages and ages. And go to spoons every now and then. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think those friendships are kind of elite though, because it, it, it's you don't have a dependency to contact someone every day. And exactly. How are you? Because that also can get tiring, yes. and it can also just be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely, I spoke um to Georgina Rosewood about this. A very similar thing. You guys are sort of similar in that sort of um style of friendship, but we're just as close as we ever have been mm-hmm. since we were what three years old. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but we have grown up a lot, haven't mm-hmm. we? Absolutely. And that's the important thing. So. For the people who are listening, Georgia, can you just give us a rundown a bit about how you end, what you do and yeah, how yeah. you end up doing it and all the exciting stuff? Yeah, for sure. So obviously me and Franny went to high school together mm-hmm. and then post high school, we kind of went our separate ways. Mm-hmm. I went to sixth form, you went to college. Mm-hmm. And then I went to Wales for uni, um, yeah. Cardiff Uni, and Ooh. I did a degree in astrophysics. Astrophysics. Which... Let's just pause that right there. <laughs> <laughs> I've been excited that I've got a friend that does astrophysics. <laughs> oh, you say that. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, yeah, it was it was fun. It was tricky. It was a bit of a hunch. Definitely mm-hmm. got there and went, okay, I don't know what I've signed up for, mm-hmm. which is, dare I say, quite a bit different to some of my other friends who definitely had their life on track. Yeah. It was one of those things where I, I thought, oh, with this degree, I could probably bend it loads of different ways if I wanted to do computing or, mm-hmm. you know, banking or whatever. Yeah. Um, still haven't quite finessed and sorted that down anywhere specific yeah. yet, but I've got a few options. Yeah. Um, and I graduated earlier this year. And you converted yours into like a master's, didn't you? Yes. Yeah. Integrated. Yeah. Ooh. So rather than the post 
graduate masters right. um it was just one extra year rather than yeah. say two and i still got student fund which <laughs> we love <laughs> going to wales it was kind of a necessity yeah, yeah definitely student finance wales england mm-hmm. whatever we love. so so yes yeah, so you've done four years in cardiff mm-hmm. living your best life as an astrophysicist is that what you call yourself I would, but depending on who I'm around, you know. <laughs> to me, a mere musical theatre folk, you are an astrophysicist. <laughs> I know, I just feel it. Depending on the audience, if I want to impress, I'll be like, yeah, I'm a scientist, what about it? But they hear the accent, take a look at me and don't believe it, so I can yeah. see why. Oh my God, I love that. No, that's great. And then, in terms of like the future, what would you like to go on to do? Um, I don't know. <laughs> it's a short that answer. That is the great answer. And do you know what? I kind of don't have a choice but to take that and run with that and kind of be okay with it because yeah. there is such a societal pressure of you need to do what you want mm-hmm. and you need to know what you want to do. You know, obviously it's, you know, in year 11 you picture GCSEs and that's very mm-hmm. different to picking a degree, which is very different to, okay, what job you want to apply to. Definitely. But, um... I heard this thing the other day because I find myself having existential crises oh, don't at we the all? ripe old age of 23 <laughs> and I saw this thing and it said rather than think of yourself as a 23 year old think mm-hmm. of this as your third year of your 20 something your adulthood yeah. so it's only my third year yeah. of being an adult, adult yeah assuming outside of 20 yeah. and you know your third birthday you're, you're still, you're still young new. yeah, yeah. I love that. <laughs> that proper resonated with me. Yeah, I like um, that idea. Reminded me that even though I don't have a clue, mm-hmm. as long as I pay my bills for the time being, yeah. especially in this crisis. Exactly, that's the main <laughs> thing, isn't it? Yeah. Um, cool. Very interesting stuff. So my next question is about going to do astrophysics, which is kind of crazy if we mm-hmm. look at the sort of you know women in STEM line, which is obviously very important, understanding that. On your course, were there many women or were you sort of in a few? Absolutely not. Um, mm. I saw it in sixth form. Um, there was a class of not that many for physics on the whole, not a very popular subject compared to mm. other sciences like biology and mm-hmm. more social science and mm-hmm. stuff. But in sixth form, there were three girls. Yeah. And now um, at uni, there was about, I want to say, less than 10% of the class were really female or otherwise um, outside the binary, yeah. which is still such a shocking statistic Mm -hmm. however what I did find at my university in particular is despite that more than half my lecturers were female oh okay that's interesting um, our uni were actually really good at approaching the students approaching myself because I was in the physics society yeah so I'd have meetings with the head of the year head of the physics department and stuff who again was a female Mm -hmm. and we would um talk about ideas and brainstorm about how to get that representation up and Mm -hmm. so at uni it never felt like a not not so much a um disadvantage yeah. as such but more yeah. of a lack of representation yeah. it's more the real world mm-hmm. that's the which difference i guess obviously you can't control there's no head of the real world as it were yeah but i've, I've been quite fortunate that yeah. I, I don't necessarily feel too victimized from that um mm-hmm. obviously there are people who feel far more victimized obviously it's still mm-hmm. a very white class despite that yeah definitely um there's a certain class of people as well mm-hmm. but you know, that's not necessarily the subject. That's just, I think, on study, I think that's life. Yeah. Um, Do you think that it, it will get there? Do you know what? I'm optimistic that it will. I mean, as far as, again, I, I'm concerned and, and what I can speak on, it mm-hmm. seems to be getting better. And obviously yeah. I'm not the most knowledgeable or up to date with that. But 
I, I can't see why it wouldn't. I feel like mm. people are actively going out of their way now to improve such diversity and, and it's do you know not even point out the importance but just recognise the importance and actually believe it themselves. Definitely. Rather than the and I hate this phrase, tick a box. Yeah. Because I do hate that. That is the problem, isn't it? You worry that are you just like box filling? Oh yeah, we've got a woman on the staff, like it's it's yeah. scary, isn't it? That? Absolutely. Oh, so interesting. And what would you say to say if there was like younger girls who were thinking about going into the sciences mm. and were maybe a bit worried thinking that it sort of wasn't going to be good for them or there was, they weren't going to be good enough what would your advice be maybe even to like your younger self yeah I mean um again very easy to say but and as cliche as it is you can't let that get to you because do you know mm-hmm. what when you come out of that exam hall or that assessment and you get a higher grade then your peers who have put you down for literally existing as what you are, mm-hmm. then that feeling, there is nothing like it. It is better than quite literally <laughs> any feeling on the planet. Yeah. And having had that happen to me, I, I can speak firsthand mm-hmm. um, for that. I'd also say that it's one of those things where if you if you yourself do it and you are brave and you go into such a you know male-centric... Yeah, sort of male-dominated um, sort. sort of field, yeah. Mm-hmm. Even by existing, you don't necessarily have to go out and have a platform and have a voice. Not at all. That's not your duty to do. But by yeah. other people quite literally seeing you there. You're already making like, the that difference. That already is yeah. very important, um, is which is something I didn't really know. I mm-hmm. thought I had to go and, like, and almost like... Advocate and... Advocate yeah. and like... You, it's not even that you don't even have time for that or it's not like a need. You don't have to. You don't owe anyone anything. Yeah so true and it can come off as performance like performance activism mm-hmm. whatever it's called mm-hmm. but by, by just being there other mm-hmm. people see you there and that yeah. 10 out of 10 times is enough yeah i agree with that mm-hmm. that's really interesting i think a lot of the time we put pressure on ourselves if we are the different person within society to feel the need to advocate all the time which obviously is amazing mm-hmm. and if you can and you feel you want to that's brilliant because that's the only way things change yeah. but equally i think there's a lot of pressure to be the person that's going to advocate mm-hmm. all the time you don't have to oh, it's not on your shoulders it's not your duty but if you can amazing yeah um yeah I, I was just thinking as you were speaking then about like what a wonderful like motto for younger people but um I wanted to know if you had any role models was there anyone up there for you that made you think Ooh. yeah go on then I'll give that a go I'll I'll apply to do astrophysics do, that for them. <laughs> do you know what like Sorry, I probably put you on the spot a bit there. No, it's okay. Do you know what? If you come to mind, mm. funnily enough, the ironic part is not many women. <laughs> and that's... That's okay. Yeah, do you know what? That is, yeah, like, yeah. again, my yeah. own experience. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a female physics teacher when I was in sixth yeah, form, right? Yeah, of course, yeah. Um, I actually contacted an old teacher from mm-hmm. our high school mm-hmm. who I put in the acknowledgements for my dissertation. Oh, that's um, nice. To just be like, thank you, this this fully got me there. Um, yeah. He was also a musician mm-hmm. with our high school band mm-hmm. and the band um, out on the Saturdays as well. Because yeah. like that's that another night. part of you, Georgia, which the people might not know. She's a fantastic <sighs> pianist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we will divert to that question in a second. Yeah. Sorry, I cut you off. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, he just kind of brought the two aspects of the two main aspects of my life at the time together. Yeah, like um, science and music. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I hadn't really seen anything like that, especially from mm. our little small town. Yeah. And indeed. I contacted him and I said, Hey, I'm 
am I okay to put in my acknowledgements? Also, can you proofread my work and check for any spelling errors and commas? That's so nice. Um, Because he did chemistry himself, I believe, at uni. Back in the day. And, and did he read it? Your dissertation? He did, Joe. Proofread it for me. Oh my so goodness. I never knew that. No, what he you knows, who you know. Definitely. Ultimately. Yeah. <laughs> did he give you any notes? He any did, mark? yeah. He, he said I'd move that abstract over there <laughs> and I'd move your results down a paragraph. Oh, but yeah, that was... so nice. And we still keep in contact every yeah. few months or so. And that's mad because that was a high school teacher. That was right? high school, yeah. Just such a long time ago. Yeah, now. like too long ago. <laughs> <laughs> Back to the existential crisis. Yes. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, so any, any others? Or was that um, sort of your main one? I'd say that was my main one. Mm-hmm. Um, outside of, you know, all the cliche, cliche stuff, like yeah. your family and all yeah. that. Not, but like yeah. that's obviously just every everyone yeah. um, has their own story about that. Mm-hmm. I guess the most applicable to what I'm doing right now, I'd stick with. Yeah, yeah. love that. Okay, I'm going to circle back to music mm. because I completely forgot about that <laughs> as I was thinking about what I was going to ask Georgia about I was thinking oh yeah science amazing brilliant but I forgot that you are a fantastic musician in fact when I was younger and here's something interesting everybody <laughs> you know what's I, know going. What say, yeah. <laughs> I took piano lessons for a short while um but Georgia had been doing them since what age uh either five or six one goodness two. five or six so she started playing piano from a very young age and I started when I was like nine, ten, maybe eleven. I can't remember now. Mm-hmm. Um, and Georgia is exceptional. She's exceptional in it in every way. She'll she'll hate me saying that, <laughs> but she Ooh, is exceptional in every way. Can't see you now. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and my dad used to compare me to Georgia all the time. Like Georgia's doing oh. her grade seven, and I'd be on like grade two. <laughs> but it's okay yeah. it was healthy competition as children Absolutely. <laughs> but it was competition that I was never going to win which is hilarious but you know what she's always been a little inspiration to but me you know what that's that. not even, like that is like non-comparable because no. you were doing your musical theatre stuff on the side <laughs> yeah. and I was like skiving PE lessons <laughs> so that I could go and hide in the music room Aww. and practicing no but it's a it's a beautiful part of your life now my question is mm. where does it sit in your life now or sort of maybe talk through your musical journey mm. and then where does it sit now in your life because I know when we get busy it's very easy to yeah. forget these things but I know you're in a lot of like bands and things at uni and stuff right mm. well that's I mean obviously I've graduated now mm-hmm. so not so much anymore mm-hmm. um it's actually it's actually quite sad um I didn't actually play for two years yeah um, my master's year, I just genuinely didn't have the time. Yeah. And my student house was a bit appalling. Yeah. <laughs> so we also didn't have the room. <clears throat> mm-hmm. um, and I, I missed it. Um, it. It was something I couldn't necessarily rely on. Not so much as a, I need to practice and perfect my, 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 perfect my um, performance and stuff. More yeah. of a, do you know what, I'll just go play. Yeah. And I only got my piano back few weeks ago really few months ago now yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's in my actual adult house where I do mm-hmm. have the room and mm-hmm. less housemates yeah. to annoy definitely and I've got rustier <coughs> significantly mm-hmm. rustier and mm. I was definitely better today <laughs> but you know what I think in a way now that I don't feel the need to examine myself yeah. because I probably well hopefully won't have to ever sit and examine no. <laughs> yeah um I feel like that my relationship with that has ultimately changed. changed. Yeah, because I know that when you're doing your, like, you know, your ABRSM grades and things, mm. you're you're practicing to get the grade right all the time. Yeah. And I think that's where I sort of lost touch with piano for a mm. while because I just hated doing the grades and I just I just didn't enjoy it. Sight reading was not my mm. most best skill, <laughs> um, but I like playing piano just for the fun of it. And I think the problem was like personally doing the exams sort of squeezed out the love for it for me. So Absolutely. that's why I ended up quitting and 
you know, took its time. And we, after then learning that I love to sing, it sort of came back to me at 16 when I thought, oh, you know what? I reckon I can play the chords still. Like, yeah. and, and, and that was like so different. And now I play anything I do plays because I want to do it. Mm-hmm. And then like in lockdown, I am, um, this is a funny story actually. I don't know if I've told you this, but um, well, sort of goes back to another story, which is I always remember when I was younger mm-hmm. and you'd walk around somewhere and there'd be like a piano. And my dad would always go, Franny, go on, go on, play something, play something. And little old me would just be like, ah, I don't know. And I'm just sitting on play something awful. And I thought, oh, God. And then so in lockdown, I always had this thought of, um, I want to be able to play something when that moment occurs. Yeah. Ever in my life, I want to be able to say, oh, yeah, okay, I can play something. So I started learning Everglow by Coldplay, one of my favourite songs. Yeesh. Big Coldplay yeah. fan. I know. I'll but the start that. of that is very nice. You should learn it. I'm sure mm. you do it in a second. <laughs> anyway, um, so I started learning that. And then that sort of brought my love back again okay. in lockdown. And I had the time to do it, which was yeah. so nice. And now like, I play because I want to assist my singing. I want to be creative and stuff. And I wondered whether, obviously, you did so many grades, did grade eight and everything. And then mm. you were sort of in, I guess, bands where you have to like... um still learn specific songs mm-hmm. for specific or you know orchestral arrangements or whatever yeah for like concerts and things like that um do you think that has changed do you now play just for you or what is the joy for you because it, it might not be the same as me like do you enjoy yeah. like having specific pieces I mean, to play? if i'm being completely real mm-hmm. I'm, I'm glad that i was pushed through my mm. grades especially yeah. at such a young age because when i, I was much younger it was like two a year Mm-hmm. Um, especially in the early ones um, and I am grateful for that because you ultimately do learn whether you intend to or not yeah. the theory behind so it much musical which now that I'm not necessarily being graded and examined mm-hmm. on it in a so formal and structural way yeah, definitely. it's so much more useful than I can even actually comprehend mm-hmm. however I do think the whole and even just outside of music let's, you know, let's, let's go there and broaden mm-hmm. it with just education and, and school I think yeah. the examining the rigidness and the structure behind it and you know what the the effect that it has on people's passions Definitely. i think honestly it is kind it's it's a kind it's it's evil because mm-hmm. it completely does strip passion from yeah. people this is it, my worry as a teacher is yeah. that i would never want to enforce grades so much that it mm-hmm. like dampens the joy oh, absolutely. and i think it's something that like we definitely do in every aspect of education and i'm really like conscious of making sure we're whenever I'm teaching that children are actually authentically enjoying themselves yeah yeah of course there's like you know remit about that with behavior and discipline and things like that but forcing a child to do something just because it will benefit them in the future is not always the best avenue I mean yeah it can be helpful and like you said like obviously you're so grateful that you've got all your piano grades and they've definitely helped you as you Mm -hmm. get older but equally you think did at any point that stifle yeah. a little bit of joy. I, I never got to play what I wanted to play. Yeah. I could tell you far too much and I could bang on about Bach and Beethoven <laughs> until, the cow, until the cows yeah, come yeah, home. Yeah. But I never got to play, you know, like the music that I actually listened to. Yeah. And definitely. I think, you know, again, like going there and expanding on that, mm-hmm. I think just the assessment mm. um, credentials and the, the way of examining people checking if you're good enough yeah i think it's i kind i do think it's kind of barbaric and kind mm-hmm. of ridiculous even with my degree um obviously my degree was a lot of number based mm-hmm. and it was you know it was like a maths gcse just 
like harder right the answer was yeah. either right or wrong. wrong yeah whereas I lived fully with people who did like journalism and media and they wrote essays mm -hmm. and with an essay when one lecturer wrote it um read it sorry and another one read it it was completely interpretational yeah, yeah, yeah. and the marks would be slightly different depending on the day mm -hmm. depending on the weather depending on the star sign right yeah but like that that blew my mind at first, mm -hmm. it, it, you know, and there is that thing as well with these kind of STEM subjects where it's like, oh, well, we're the best and other courses <laughs> are kind of just like, yeah. nah. Interpretation is not good enough. I, yeah, right it's ridiculous wrong. because, you yeah. know, if you just take time and the people who are mm -hmm. and do think that way, if they took the time to speak to people who didn't perhaps do number based mm -hmm. subjects. Yeah. Oh, my God, is it just as hard? <laughs> like, and yeah. these like right versus wrong, if, mm -hmm. uh, you know, if I could in you can't interpret maths obviously yeah. really but one of my most exciting modules was philosophy where i got to write an yeah. essay um about the interpretations of gravity and the interpretations yeah. of whatever oh that's fun but that kind of examining i think is so much more beneficial and mm. i i notice some of my friends now who don't feel as though uni has exhausted them yeah. and that was something i struggled Definitely. with in the summer of my final year i that's was like hard. do i even want to do physics anymore mm, yeah Which i, I resonate thing. with that i really resonate yeah. with that and i know a lot of my friends do i think when you're at the point where you're doing your degree and you are in your element mm -hmm. yet every assessment you do you feel as if you're not thriving or yeah, not you just like want to quit. <laughs> yeah literally and i think i think the problem is that first year you're so eager to be there and you know you're partying and all that all that stuff i mean i say that my first year was in covid so i didn't really get to party wow. like i actually got to put effort into my like uh, ass like assignments and things like that but you know you're sort of learning how to do it you're learning how to write university like level mm -hmm. and stuff like that and that's fine then second year is hell because they expect yeah. you to be great now because you've had a year doing it and you're not because you're still behind and you haven't done the extra reading and that's probably your fault but it's life. Professor didn't count, Exactly, right? that's what everyone says, isn't it? And then you get to third year and you're like, oh, another year yeah. of all this. Absolutely. <laughs> and then by the time you get to third year, you just want to fly and go on and do the things that you are now planning to do with your degree and you're still being held back by all of these things yeah. and don't get me started on a dissertation like I'm writing mine at the moment <laughs> yeah. and it's like everyone looks at you as if you already know what a dissertation is and right. that you already know how to write one it's like no I've never done this before in my life mm. nor has no one really helped me like obviously there's amazing teachers thankful for all my tutors but like no one ever really sits you down and no. goes this is what one is this is how you need to write it xyz succeed i'm glad you say that because i had the same thing yeah. and i was kind of like is this my uni yeah is no, this no. my course definitely not they, they tell you random yeah. parts about it but they never actually sit you down and go right this is what we're expected to do yeah and it's kind of mental so then in third year you're sort of ready to fly and go on and do these amazing things that you like want and can do but equally you're being like weighed down by mm. these last couple of assignments which are very a lot. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably not grammatically correct. They are just a lot. And so what was yeah. the um what was the like how much was your dissertation worth in your in your third year? So at the moment we've got sort of eight sections mm -hmm. and two of the eight sections combined to create the dissertation, like okay. weight wise. Like a quarter. Yeah, yeah. So we've got sort of three things for dance and then the combined dissertation and then three mm -hmm. things for education but the combined dissertation for that so oh, okay. But they're like all big things. Everything big is a big thing. And yeah. this is the funny thing. Sorry, this is a bit of a, what's the word? Um, 
what's the word? S- segue? I don't know. Um, Let's go what do they call it? Tangent. Um, <laughs> a bit of a tangent. Which is like, um, I've literally forgot what I was just about to say. That's the thing with tangents. Oh. <laughs> I, th- I really, I'll listen to this back and go, I know my point. I'll be shouting myself. Something along the lines of, everything is a big thing. That's what I think I was going to oh. say. Every, every, <laughs> every um, project, every assignment in third year is a big assignment. Yes. Right? And everyone just bangs onto you about your dissertation. Oh, your dissertation, this dissertation, that's going to be so hard. Blah, blah, you've got to cry. Blah, blah. But no one actually tells you, oh, yeah, you've got to write all these other essays and do all these other projects that's as well. Yeah. That's the biggest thing I would say, like, going back now to second year me. I'd say it's not just the dissertation. It is everything yeah. as well. It's not one big old thing at the end. Yeah. You've got the you've got the previews. Yeah, exactly. And then you've got the support <laughs> Exactly. And then the whole damn show. Yeah, <laughs> then Billy Lyle's talks Exactly. <laughs> Do you feel like that was the same with you? In your um, well, also in your bastards year as well. Was that different? Yeah, so I got... guess I mean technically we didn't have dissertations, we mm. had scientific projects. Mm. I use the word dissertation mm-hmm. because that's what they were. They yeah, were still exactly. like ten K words and Yeah. But with that with the waiting of mm-hmm. my particular uni, my particular course, the dissertation ended up being half of my master's year, weight-wise, right. which worked out to be a quarter of my whole degree. Yeah. And I can bang on about the numbers, mm. but mm-hmm. obviously second year to fourth year, a quarter yeah. of that was this one paper. Yeah, that's scary. Um, which I did over the year. I know some of the unis, they yeah. do it in the like January through to yeah, summer. Mine was yeah. a whole year because the first it's half so of the year I had to collect the data and do the experiment. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then it was six months of writing it. Yeah. What was it about? Not that I'm going to know what on earth it is, <laughs> but if anyone is listening who does know, I'm Yeah, curious. so I, I looked at um, basically in star clusters... Um, mm-hmm. why they form mm-hmm. in the way they do. And I was just basically looking for any patterns Aww. of star formation. And I was That's looking cute. at <laughs> if they form like a certain distance, like a periodic distance between them. Mm-hmm. And star um, clusters also fragment. So I was looking at why and where they fragment. Oh, so it's like space, space geometry, basically. Spacey stuff. Like, it quite literally connect the dots. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Um, and was, did it start out as what you always wanted to, or did it sort of change an awful lot? Um, I mean, again, like, this this will vary uni to uni, but my lecturer um, for my dissertation, um, mm-hmm. my advisor, sorry, she said, this is fully your dissertation. Yeah. I, I can support you in the coding, the mathematics, but yeah. you need to come up with a hypothesis. Yeah. Um, she said, this is just the way we do it. And this mm-hmm. actually preps you for a PhD where you have yeah. to come up with a novel idea mm-hmm. and come up with brand new science. Yeah. Um, so she said, I'll give you the numbers. I'll help you the coding, but you need to come up and form with and either prove yeah. or disprove a hypothesis. Yeah. And what's so, that? Do you prove it or disprove it? Do you know what? I did disprove it, which is quite good because yeah. um, earlier, a um, few years back, 2016, mm-hmm. someone thought they proved it. Mm. And I managed to disprove it, which Slide. did make me feel kind <laughs> of fantastic. Yeah. So I wrote a, in that fun. dissertation that I disproved mm-hmm. this this guy. That's cool. Um, pending whether or not I actually did. Yeah. You know, dissertations course, yeah. are dissertations, right? They're yeah. Not published papers, but would you like to go on to publish papers? No, I guess you've got to do your um, PhD first. Yeah, I mean that that would that would that uh, that could be a contender for publishing. I would you carry on with this idea or no? No. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, obviously, astrophysics is very big is a very big field. Yeah. Um, I think for me personally, 
from what I've seen anyway with astrophysics rather than straight physics mm-hmm. you can either be a researcher mm-hmm. for the for the rest of your life as yeah. it were and lecture at unis at the side and yeah. know a load about galaxies would you like to lecture no <laughs> <laughs> it's either that or pick up the coding skills you learn along the way and mm-hmm. be a coder say for the office of national Whoa. statistics or a banker that's wild and both make me want to throw up <laughs> Because I just, I just can't sit there. Like I, I physically can. I'm, yeah. I'm fine at it. But, but it's sitting just there not... and number crunching for the rest of my life, I don't think is just interesting enough. No. Even if it were to bring in money, which yeah. I, I'm quite fortunate that mm. my my field, there are opportunities yeah. like that compared to the arts. Yeah, of course. Like that that, is, love... that is not lost on me. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so you want to go, I guess, then the other side to the research side. Yeah, like more the application of and handling, say, of the data, that that would be interesting. Or even just like the communication of -hmm. of science, you know, like I've had to communicate, like even um, as a student myself or even in the physics society, it was kind of my role as one of the girls in the class to communicate physics and communicate the issues with physics. And that I kind of find, I find much more interesting Mm -hmm. and... I can just talk to people rather than sitting mm. in a room with a computer, mm. which again is a horrible physics cliche, but from what I've seen, it's <laughs> yeah. kind of true. Definitely, definitely. That's cool. Interesting yeah. stuff. Do you know what? If I can <clears throat> say that I work at NASA as the head of the cafeteria, <laughs> I would just put on my LinkedIn that I work at NASA. That's do you know what fun. I mean? Yeah. So as long that. as I get the shirt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and do you see yourself working in the UK or? Would you like to work elsewhere? I'd love, love to work. Canada, I'd love to work elsewhere. Yeah, Canada's Canada's a big one. Yeah, I just uh, personally the UK. Um, <laughs> I'm not very optimistic <laughs> for it, mm-hmm. and I I can't really think of anywhere in the UK. I'd be happy to settle down. Well, that's it, isn't it? I was calling yeah. it like your forever place. I don't know where Absolutely. my forever place is. Anymore. You know, there's London. I think mm-hmm. it's too busy for me. Mm-hmm. There's Birmingham. Mm-hmm. Second, like that's again too busy for me, and I yeah. I'm down the road girl. from there. No. I think. I mean, I can handle the city, don't get yeah, me wrong, but I'd love, I'd love a, a lodge. And I'd, I'd kind of do the fact that I could wake up one morning and it'd be six feet of snow yeah. and wake up in the summer and it's <laughs> go swim in the lake. That would be so cool. I think that's my best <laughs> And do you know what? They need female physicists at the moment, so yes. why not? I love that. <laughs> welcome me with open arms anyway. I love that. That's great. I mean, it's great to be in that position. Mm. Obviously, it's about obviously making a more diverse, like feel the people but it's nice to be in that position and know that you're the work that you're doing is wanted and needed and absolutely and and that's not something I I take for granted either like especially especially you know with what's going on at the moment and Mm -hmm. even just graduate jobs on the whole it's it's so it's such a myth that people come out of uni and get Mm -hmm. their graduate jobs straight away Mm -hmm. like it's it's, interesting that is really pushed on people that you will come out of a Mm-hmm. uni and like when they sell you uni in sixth form and high school yeah it's you will get a job that is mm-hmm. double salary right off the bat mm-hmm. but i look at some of my friends who didn't go to uni and they're making mm. triple me yeah because they've worked their way up yeah it's so interesting and do you know what some of them are happier than yeah some uni students and exactly. I, again i hate that schools push uni on people definitely i agree with that because again cliche as hell but it just isn't for everyone no and i think the way um Again, just overall disclaimer, my experience, right? But I think the way that that's kind of pushed on people, mm-hmm. again, through this examining system, I, I'm really not a fan of it. Yeah. And I think another thing now is that, like, a degree is, is nothing anymore. 
like no, a everyone's degree. Got one. Yeah, everyone's <laughs> got a degree, which obviously, you know, amazing that so many people can go to uni and study, and that's brilliant. But equally at the same time, I feel like it's sort of like, um, like you know, my mum's always like, oh, you know, what what's your degree qualified to do? I'm like, technically nothing. No. <laughs> like, if I actually do want to teach, I have to go and do a PGC yeah. after, which is great and it's fine. I'm, I am planning on doing. Um, but yeah, like, your degree isn't enough anymore. No. And it's like quite stressful, like, especially say in sort of the dance industry and stuff. Like, I mean, you can get through with like your experience and it's sort of that idea of like credits and stuff like that. So, people who've just got their experience, say they've been in a West End show and they've been on Broadway, like that's enough to get them through the door. Mm-hmm. But in terms of being a teacher, you can't get credits that way. Mm-hmm. Your credits have to be where you've studied yeah. and things like that, you know. But I can imagine now in science, like a degree is one thing, a master's, yeah, maybe, but like a PhD is what you like need, isn't it? Mm. It's so, like especially, uh, obviously scary. dependent on the field. If yeah. you're talking research and you want to work at a uni, yeah. where it's pretty much guaranteed job security. Yeah. I think that's mm-hmm. honestly why a lot of people did it. And uh, speaking to my friends who have gone on and done them, yeah. a lot of them were, you know, we joked about panic masters because you come to the end yeah. of your bachelor's and you're you like, I'm not ready, I'm yeah. not ready. So a lot of people did panic masters <laughs> and there are people doing panic phds yeah which i think crazy, is isn't it? crazy because mm-hmm. you come out of that at the end a doctor yeah in a field that is so specific and mm-hmm. you pretty much only have one outcome and if i don't even have a little bit of a clue There's i, no point I doing it. yeah yeah a year just or two yeah. out yeah to just find myself mm-hmm. you know i'm Take a what, bit of time. Three years into my adult life, yeah. as it were. <laughs> You're only I've three got years old. plenty of time. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I agree. I think sometimes we sort of rush through the motions. And I, I was always someone who wanted to do that, you know. I always joke that when I was at primary school, I just wanted to be at high school. When I was at high school, I just wanted to be at college. And or, What were we thinking? You know, exactly. I wanted to rush <laughs> it. And then it wasn't until I had my gap year that I was like, hang on. Hang on, there's no rush. No. <laughs> there is no rush. What, Especially what like being in your 20s and stuff, you've got loads of time. Yeah. And you don't really have to start being serious until you're like 30, 35, right? So, I. I what is serious? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So, I just thought, well, why rush? I mean, I am, you know, I'll disclaimer, in such a privileged position to be able to do that. And I'm so thankful to always have the support of, you know, my parents, my family, you know, mm-hmm. friends, things like that. I definitely wouldn't have been able to sort of afford that luxury of being able to take my time had I not been supported in that way. So I understand that not everybody's in that fortunate Absolutely. position. Yeah. Um, but equally, I think if you are, then it's nice to be able to do that. And like to have had my gap year, then I've gone to drama school, then now I've gone to uni and obviously hopefully to go on to do my PGC. At some point, like um, it's been nice to sort of have that time and take the routes that I want to take. And mm-hmm. everyone just thinks... If I'd have stopped, well, obviously I started my degree when I was like 20, mm-hmm. no, 19, I don't know, 19 or 20. Yeah, 20. Um, and I know that's only two years from 18, but my God, did it make the massive difference. Absolutely. I would not have been able to get through this degree if I'd have started it at 18 and came out the other end at like 21. Like, I'll be graduating when I'm like 22, 23. And I, already I feel like that's so, I'm so much like closer to being a teacher at that point, like, People who like graduate at twenty one and go straight into be a teacher, it's like well, you're just a baby yourself. That's a young teacher, yeah, yeah, you're just a baby yourself. So, I I definitely appreciate my degree more 
from doing it later I would not have lasted if I'd have done it 18 like I loved having my gap year that taught me loads of things you know gap year as everyone says it wasn't like that (laughs) for me it was more a case of like working as much as I could to save to go to drama school but two um, different types of gap year yeah exactly (laughs) um but I enjoyed the space I thought I was going to hate it but I actually really enjoyed the space and I know it sounds stupid but with my like birthday being in the July, I felt like I hadn't, I barely turned 18. Yeah, you were so young. Yeah, I joked that it was like my 18 year that everyone else got to have. Um, so yeah, so doing that was, was you know, nice to have the space. Then I did one year at a drama school, which was again, another year, this is quote unquote, delaying my like process, mm-hmm. which it wasn't, because it was just furthering what I was going to do. Yeah, absolutely. Like my year at drama school was amazing and I absolutely loved it and it was definitely necessary. It gave me that taste of what drama school like was like, um, but not being committed to three years, which was, you know, obviously at the time I was gutted and heartbroken because that was my dream. But then going on to study at university as well, it's nice to have both. Absolutely. And I also think it's going to make me a better teacher because I'll understand the difference between being a university student to being a drama school student, which are two very different things. Absolutely. They are very yeah. different. And, you know, and for a while I was angry at myself. Oh, so annoyed, you know. I spoke about this in podcasts before about sort of changing your goalposts. Like, um, I was so angry that it was taking me so long. I had a gap year and that was in one year behind. And then my drama school, that was another year behind. And then I finally got to Liverpool and then I'm behind all my other people. And no, my opinion is so not that anymore. <laughs> it's like, thank God, I took my time. <laughs> took my time. And now I'm like so much more appreciative of my education. And I know it sounds a bit cliche, but I am happy that I took the time. Because I think that there's there's no pressure on the before you graduate, but there's all the pressure mm. on the after. Yeah. And I don't know whether you feel that, because you went straight into it. I did, yeah. And um, do you feel like there was pressure, like, as soon as you come out of the job, out of uni, sorry, to, like, go into something, whereas sort of the year before, no one's expecting you to do anything just yet? Yeah, I mean, my, my class was different, obviously, mm. like you said, I did go into it straight from school, and my class was majority 18-year-olds, yeah. fresh face from sixth form, mm-hmm. this can't be that hard. <laughs> um, yeah. And a lot of people just want to get jobs and get money mm. as well which is a whole yeah. other conversation what, yeah you know what, what that's true. defines success for a lot mm. of number crunchers it is money yeah because that's Very just what money is it's just numbers right mm-hmm. um Very interesting and not necessarily having that same opinion myself mm-hmm. you know i was kind of like well i need to just keep learning as much as i can yeah. hence the masters mm-hmm. which i guess technically i fall into that panic masters thing but <laughs> I'm, i was okay with that it's i decided to do second yeah. year instead of two times yeah before. yeah definitely i think knowing the career you're going into it's a natural progression yeah i mean it definitely procrastinated a little bit because don't i, we I didn't all. know what i wanted don't to do but like who's <laughs> to say that i'm doing life wrong exactly there's no like some kind of yeah imaginary system that mm-hmm. you know enforces these things like yeah. just put the system in front of me and exactly. i won't believe it but <laughs> i mean it's what well, seems great but yeah. yeah, and who 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 mm-hmm. has a leg to stand on when it comes to judging people? Exactly. For, for what that. is or, right for you is wrong yeah, for someone else. Or for you, you for, know. you know, starting uni at 20. Like, there was mm-hmm. a guy on my course who lived his life, had his kids, and he started a physics degree, and he must yeah. have been minimum 45. That's so interesting. And people went and sat with him mm-hmm. on our breaks, and in between mm-hmm. lectures, people were chatting to him. And like, I bet you he probably valued the education way absolutely. more. Absolutely. He but, just yeah. was passionate about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Which, obviously, is a whole different uni experience mm-hmm. but one of my really 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 good friends at uni mm-hmm. he's 26 going on 27 mm-hmm. um he started a degree mm-hmm. said 
this is wrong mm -hmm. and then we're in the same year physics and mm -hmm. he started at 21 I think yeah, and yeah. he's one of my closest friends I've, mm -hmm. I've I've known him for four years going on five now mm -hmm. so yeah who's 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 to say yeah and who's not to every route is the right one no and and sometimes yeah. you know we have to take a break sometimes we have to go a bit slower sometimes you have to speed up and jump things and go on to the next thing like yeah they're all different and like i said that's what i spoke about in that episode like a while ago it was just like taking whatever route and you know say even you as someone who's gone from thing to thing to thing to thing to thing. Mm -hmm. Even now you're taking your time and you're due that time. Yeah. And it's good that you sort of, you know, can take a breath. Yeah, as long <laughs> as you put yourself first, then you're not yeah, doing anything wrong. Exactly. As far, as far as I'm concerned. Yourself and the people you love yeah. first, then and I think you're not like, doing anything wrong. People tell you to, you know, um, oh, if, if you don't do it now, you'll never do it. Oof, <laughs> that gets on my nerves. <laughs> right. If you want to do it, you will find a way. That's yeah. what I think. Like, and that's why people said to me when I had my gap year, oh, you'll never apply to uni again. Bestie, I applied three more years after that. Like, <laughs> like I, I found a way, you know. Yeah. If, and if, if you really want it, like, and, and you do, and there's no point doing something unless you really want it. And, like, yeah, it's worth taking that time to work it out instead of rushing into something that might not be the right thing. Mm. That's what I think. Absolutely. This has is, this is turned into the Franny Shepherd <laughs> episode. <laughs> no, no, we are chatting. We're just, yeah. we're just deep in it. Yeah, well, it's this good. Is, this is Fran Babble with friends. It, it is. It really That's is fun. This is how we chat outside of yeah. the, uh, the studio. <laughs> in the studio. <laughs> we literally sat in my office at home. <laughs> I was we're convinced I was convinced you use your um, brother's gaming mic. Uh, no, and That's no. my picture. Oh, before, no. It's a very simple here. system. We just use the iPhone voice recording to make it work. <laughs> But yeah, but anyway, we're about to go out on a night out, really. Let's have some drinks in town. So I guess that wraps up the episode, I think. Yeah. Georgia, it's been magical as always. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> it's been lovely. <laughs> <laughs> it's been lovely. I hope you enjoy listening to this back and, and hearing yourself. I things. probably won't. I hope sound my own voice. <laughs> this but... is what everybody says. Yeah. Everybody says. But I hope some people listening have maybe enjoyed this chat. And if you want to get in touch with Georgia, I'll leave her Instagram when I share this on the Fran Babble Instagram. Once again, if you haven't found the Fran Babble Instagram, it's just at Fran Babble. Give it a little look because that's where I'll be posting um, all information about these wonderful people that I'm interviewing. But yeah, Georgia, it's been fab. Yeah, cheers. Let's go have a drink. Not. Let's go have a peanut. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I absolutely love that episode. Oh, it's so nice. Like documenting these little chats with my really good friends i absolutely loving making this this season too how fun um but yeah i hope you enjoyed that chat with me and georgia and like i said before if you um want to reach out to georgia in any way if you want to talk to her about anything to do with astrophysics i mean i don't know many people who know about that but <laughs> if you do like i said i'll share her instagram on the fran babble instagram and yeah it's been wonderful so much fun if you're enjoying these episodes please let me know it's always good to get some feedback and know what people are enjoying i mean i say that like i say this every time it's probably like two people that listen me and my mom <laughs> no i'm joking um but yeah but if you're enjoying them let me know it's always good to know and yeah fabulous news okay have a good day everyone as i always say whenever and wherever you listen to this podcast i hope you're having a beautiful day and that it's all going well and you know happy days <laughs> and we'll see you all next time i wonder who it's going to be next time how exciting <laughs> see you all soon have a wonderful day mm -hmm.